Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. All right, monkeys, before we jump into the show, let's go ahead and get some of our contact info out of the way. If you've got a review or uh, suggestions or comments for the show, you can contact me a couple of different ways. You can either use the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-APE1, 206-745-2731. Or if you would prefer to use the email, which is thearmedape at gmail.com, all one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. You can either write out an email, and I'll read it for you on the show, or you can record your own audio file, so a WAV file or an MP3 file, and I'll play that for you on the show. Now, even if you don't have a review or suggestions, and you just wanted to call in and say, That is awesome! Or you wanted to call in and say, <sighs> What a douche! That's fine by me. I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. Okay, my monkeys, today is Sunday. It's the 7th of July, 2013. Guess what I got the other day? About a, about maybe a week and a half ago or so. I got a Roku player, and I got it for free. So here's the story of how I got it for free. We were over at a friend's house, and they were it was for their, their son's birthday party. And we were talking about kind of the future of TV, how we think content's going to get provided, that type of thing. And I was saying, well, we want to try a Roku. And my friend Young says, hey, I've got a Roku player and you can have it. He said, it's an older model, but we don't really use it anymore. What we primarily used it for was for the Pandora thing, which is a music channel. And our TV that we got has that, so we don't really use it for that anymore. We thought we'd use it for other stuff, but we really don't. And he said, if you want it, just go ahead and, and take it. And if you hate it, he said, you know, donate it or sell it, do whatever you want. So I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Now, the the uh, the model that we have, again, like I said, it's an older model. It is the XDS streaming player, and it goes, it can stream up to 1080p. Of course, obviously, you have to have that your programming has to be in HD for you to be able to get it, that type of stuff. It doesn't, like, upconvert or anything like that. So let's talk about some of our five questions on how we like to review stuff. Question one, what is this thing designed to do? Two, how well does it do it? Three, what are its shortcomings, if any? Uh, four, what would I like to see the manufacturer do differently? And five, did I make any modifications to it? And if I did, did it make it better, make it worse, stay about the same? So number one, what is this thing designed to do? It's basically designed for you to be able to, I, I think, to really to stream it wirelessly. Uh, to stream content for your TV. So that can be, and you do that through different uh, channels or applications. So like I mentioned before, it has the Pandora app, it has Netflix, it has Amazon, it has a whole bunch of stuff. Plus it also has several different channels uh, that other people do. Kind of like almost uh, you would think of, they used to have back in the day, the um, public access TV, which if you think about it, kind of the evolution of that was for the television stuff is YouTube. And also you could say even podcasting and things like that um, because it's it's individuals who aren't affiliated with networks and things like that actually putting content out and entertainment out. 
Uh, and some can make money at it, some can't. Some do it to make money, some do it not to, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, getting back to the Roku thing. So let's talk about how well does it do that stuff? How well is it a content provider? And for our model, it does it does it really quite well. It loads up pretty quick. The the menu system of it is very, very simple. The setup of it is very simple. Uh, and let's talk real quick about the setup. So the way that you do is you go on and let's say that let's say if you stumble across one or you get one kind of like I did or you buy one used. What you do is you'll go on to the Roku site. You'll set up your own uh, account. Now, all this is free. And then when you plug in the Roku thing, if you've, you'll go in and you'll, you'll just go to the factory reset and you'll default. And then that will allow you to kind of set it up all the way you want to. There's ways to set up uh, the video, the audio, uh, your network, how you're going to get the content to the box, whether you're going to do it through a hard wire or whether you're going to do it through wireless, which is what we did. Setup is very, very, very simple. Once you kind of get some of that stuff done, it'll give you a code and then you can kind of link your box and your computer account together and that way you can add channels and do stuff from your computer if you want because um, it's, it's, it's actually quicker to do it on your computer because it's easier to scroll through stuff and all that kind of stuff anyway that part is simple it's easy to set up um, the, the channels that you get there's a variety of channels uh, they come in for for me since we're going wireless. It would probably be a little faster and maybe um, a little better, uh, maybe quality. I guess I don't know if is the right particular word if we were going through the hard wire. But I don't have wiring set up out there. Uh, we may do something a little different later. I don't know. But uh, for now, we're just going to go wireless, and that works pretty well. So, what are some of the what are some of the cons? Well, before we do that, let's talk about the, uh, the different, some of the different channels. So there's all sorts of different things. It's almost, again, kind of akin to podcasting or YouTube where pretty much anything you, you, you want is kind of on there. Um, Roku, I think, if, if it sticks around and if it gains in popularity and, and things like that, I think they'll get more channels. Uh, you, have a lot, you have a lot of movie channels. You have certain special interest channels. Uh, you also have, oh, things like from PBS, things from Hulu Plus, different things that you can get different programs on. Some of those, the, 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 uh, with the movies and stuff, your selection, a lot of those things on the, on their quote unquote movie channels are going to be public domain stuff or, or, uh, maybe the, the, the copies that they're going to be able to broadcast maybe aren't that pristine. Uh, but everything I've watched on on mine has been watchable. So from that aspect, again, it works well. So now if we go into a little bit of the cons. Some of what makes it good is, is also a little bit of what makes it bad is because you are getting a lot of public domain stuff. A lot of times the, the quality of the stuff that you're going to be watching and I'm, I'm and I'm talking about like you know how sharp and how crisp it is and all that can be a little lacking. It's not that it makes it unwatchable, but there is that. Also, because I have an older box, and this is a little bit of a nitpick, there are certain channels that I think have probably been added recently that aren't compatible with mine. 
However, I, I would think that because they have, they know that there are people out there with the other stuff, they should make it to where your box can be able to do it. Especially this one, since it's supposed to be able to stream the stuff in, in high definition. So uh, I think PBS Kids and some of the other, a couple other channels like that we were trying to put on, and it just, it just said your box doesn't do that. It won't let it do it. Another con is they do not have a YouTube application. And when you think about it, a lot of times, you know, when we're like, oh man, how do I, you know, how do I, I, I bought this new gun or I got, you know, whatever, how do I field strip it? Or I need to replace the radiator in my car or I need to, um, you know, try and reprogram my, uh, my iPhone or do whatever. How do I do that? And YouTube is one of the places where it's probably one of the, it's got to be one of the top search engines, you know, even though it's not really a, a search engine platform. A lot of people use it for that. I'm sure. Uh, I know I use it for tons of stuff, but I wish they, I wish it had a YouTube app. And I don't know if it's like a contact, a contractual thing, uh, with, I guess Google owns YouTube now with them. Uh, so I, I don't know. Um, but that's probably about it for the cons. Um, most of the content on there is free. Now there are channels, some channels that you uh, can subscribe to and they'll be anywhere from maybe two to four dollars a month or something like that. And I think with those you, I haven't done any of that and subscribed to anything, but I think with those you may get a higher quality of a video feed. Um, although there's some, there's a, a one in particular called Zombie TV, Z-O-M-B-E-E TV. So if you search for just for that, it'll it'll pop up. Um, you guys have heard me talk in the past about uh, oh, what is it? Uh, Cadaver Lab and um, the Corpse Cast with Mike and Shane, and they they have a uh, sort of a show on there. They do their video video podcast on there as well, where they they take part of. Oh, part of their uh, podcast, I think, or I don't know if they do some that are totally separate or not. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But anyway, they do kind of like a video podcast and that's on there. So you can see them. And when I stream their stuff, it actually comes through quite clear and it's a very good, it's a sharp picture. There's uh it doesn't uh, stutter and stop and all that type of stuff. Uh, but anyway, I kind of got off on that tangent and I lost my train of thought. I think we were talking about some of the some of the downsides of it. Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll kind of move on. Maybe it'll come back to me later. So what would I like to see done from the manufacturer? And uh, again, I'd like to see that because they, uh, they know that people out there have older models and I'd like to see them make their new channels and stuff compatible back to, so like the PBS kids thing and stuff that I can't add and do through mine. I know that's kind of a little bit of a nitpick, but they know that people have them. So I think they should, you know, if you've got the thing, you should be able to do it. Now, what are any modifications that I've done? You really can't do any modifications of this. It's just a little box. It's like a five by five little box. The other ones, the newer ones are actually, uh, are actually quite a bit smaller. Um, and I think they've got the Roku threes now. Um, the one that I have, let's say if you were going to, if you were going to buy it, uh, you can pick them up on Amazon. The one that I have for about $45, probably maybe a little cheaper. You could maybe get one on eBay. Um, 
then there's several different models, uh, and I guess different models do different things. There, like I said, the newest one is the Roku 3, and I don't know really enough about that um, to know a lot of the improvements that they have. I think that they've done some improvements with the remote, where the remote, uh, it can sense it, so it, it does like the movement of it so that you... Um, can play like Angry Birds and some of the games and things like that on there too. So anyway, but there's tons of different stuff. If you go again onto Amazon and just type in, and if I remember, I'll put on the show notes for show number, I think it's going to be 67. I'll put a link to the one that I have. Um, but they're, they're a neat little product. I like them quite a bit. Uh, I would recommend that if you, if you wanted something as a supplement, that it would be a neat thing, and especially now, let's say that if you, it's only a hundred bucks, but like the Roku Three, I think you could probably pick some up for maybe around eighty, eighty some odd. Then maybe with shipping, it might end up being about the same. So you might be better off just going up and picking one up brand new. If you were gonna do it to totally replace cable, I don't know that you'd be all that happy with it. Although you can get Amazon, you can get. Netflix, you can get some other things with it that could help you go a long way towards it. Um, you can get like the Hulu Plus and things like that. And I guess with the Hulu Plus, you pay, what is it, 8 to $10 a month. You still have commercials with it, though. And so that kind of puts a lot of people off. Now, oh, that's another thing. A lot of these shows, when you're watching a movie, they'll break in at certain things and they'll they'll play a little bit of advertising, which I understand, um, especially on the free channels. If you, and there are some where if you're paying for it, you don't get, you don't get any, um, interruptions or anything like that. So, uh, also some of them, I think if you subscribe to the channel, some will have, uh, ch- channels where you'll get X amount of content. And then if you subscribe, you'll get a lot more. Uh, and I think it's the same thing with Hulu. Uh, and Hulu Plus is, if you're just doing the regular Hulu, I think you can only watch it on your TV, or excuse me, on your uh, on your computer, and then once, and then you don't get full seasons and everything like that. And then once you go with Hulu Plus, I think you get the full seasons of stuff and back seasons, uh, so you'll get what we would call series run so that if a, if a show had five seasons you'd be able to get all those i think that's how hulu works uh let's see what else is going on uh with that that i wanted to talk about so anyway i think that's maybe about it for the roku stuff i probably eventually will try the roku 3 maybe try and even sell the the uh the Roku XDS that I have, and then I can get one for, you know, about half price. Also, I don't know if there's, um, if there's other accessories or things that you can, that you can use, uh, to, to sort of boost stuff or to make it better. I don't know. I, like I said, so far we're pretty happy with it. Uh, I will say one thing that we use quite a bit that I didn't think we would, is we use that Pandora, which is the music thing, and I really like that. It's nice to if we're you know doing stuff just around the house just to kind of throw it and put it on the background, and you can pick different channels. And that's one thing I wish Pandora did a little different is 
where you could kind of tailor the channels a little bit better. But uh, maybe that's something to talk about another day. But anyway, um, I don't know how the Roku also compares with Apple TV. One thing that, that when I was looking in at Apple TV, it's if you compared maybe the 3 to the the Roku 3 to the Apple TV box, there are some things that if you have Apple products, so if like if you have a Mac computer or something like that, you can mirror what's on your computer into your TV. Uh, so you can and do that wirelessly so that you can watch. If you had, you know, home movies in your TV, your photos, or if, even if you were watching something online that you couldn't get in. So in theory, maybe you could do like YouTube or something like that. I don't know how, how that would work or if you'd have to have like a wireless keyboard that would, you know, I don't know. But anyway, one of the things with Apple TV that kind of pushed me off is it seems like a lot of the content that you get on there, you can get cheaper through Amazon. So that's one thing that I've kind of held off on uh, with them. And I know, I, I, I don't even know with Apple TV, I guess you could do your iTunes content and stuff like that. So you could play your the music that you have. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, that's one thing, too, that the... Oh, another thing that the Roku has, or at least my model has, is a USB thing. So that if you had an external hard drive with a lot of your, again, your home movies or pictures or things like that, you can plug that in. Or if you have a bunch of your music on there, you can plug that in and play that through the Roku. So, like I said, I think that's going to be about it for the Roku and all that kind of stuff. It's time to whip out my pimp cane and beat some knowledge into your heads. So listen up, motherfuckers. So, let me give you a couple of recommendations that are some favorite podcasts of mine. I like uh, the B-Movie cast. They do, of course, B-Movies, Exploitation, uh, tons of different stuff. And it can be pretty much, they used to do stuff kind of more from like the 50s and 60s, but they've kind of expanded. They've gone as far back as into the 30s, uh, all the way up into the 70s and 80s on certain things. Um, And that's done with Vince and his wife, Mary, and then also Nick. And then sometimes they have different co-hosts on there. Uh, So I really enjoy it. What I really like about that is there's a big community that they have that that gives in feedback and stuff like that. So. Uh, if you like those type of movies, I would definitely give them a, a strong recommendation. Also, there is the Corpse Cast Horror Podcast with Shane and Mike. They do a little bit more of a unique thing. They talk a lot of times about, uh, you, would, you would maybe kind of say horror punk sometimes, but they'll what they'll do is they'll do certain uh, bands and they'll go into depth in depth with them about some of their albums and stuff and then in the latter part of the show they'll talk about a horror movie and then the horror movies they talk about can be the old stuff the new stuff um and then they also have i think i mentioned about it on the roku show they also have uh, a show on zombie tv that you can check out uh there is johnny krug over at kruger nation horror podcast um there are, as you guys know, I'm also a big gun guy, Second Amendment guy. There is the Road Gunner podcast uh, with Chaz and what's some other good ones that I listen to. There's a Gunfighter podcast. There is, um, I'm trying to think of some more stuff that's like gun related that I listen to. Um, that's kind of about it. There's some others, but they haven't put out shows in a while. Uh, there was Liberty or Zombie. 
um, which dealt more with like kind of um, like what's going on kind of in the political scene and also with some guns and things like that. But um, there was also a, a real good show called the New Shooter Podcast, but he hasn't been able to put one out in a while. Oh, let's see. What else is there? Recently, I've been getting kind of back into, um, I guess you would almost call them like science fiction or fiction podcasts where uh, an author will do stuff or there'll be podcasts where they'll feature content from different authors. So uh, a really big one is Scott Sigler. He's got a ton of stuff. Uh, and you can go check him out on, um, oh, he's on iTunes. All these things will be on iTunes. Uh, and that's usually where I get most of my content from. Um, but Scott Sigler has a bunch of stuff. There's also an old podcast. It's been around for a long time. I kind of drifted away from it, but now I'm kind of coming back to it. And it's called Starship Sofa. And this is done by a guy out in England. His name is Tony Smith. And he does a lot of stuff where they'll they have um under the creative commons license and stuff they can uh read out stories so by a lot of the the science fiction um authors of past and present so and that's primarily what that is a science fiction which i'm a big fan of too um some of you guys will have heard of maybe pseudopod which is again kind of a science fiction fantasy based type thing uh, and I think yeah, that's kind of maybe about it as far as what stuff I've been watching. We've been watching on on television. We're we're f- caught up with Dexter, so we've finished season seven, and I guess they're going to go into season eight now. From what I had under, I had thought that they were only going to do seven seasons, but it looks like maybe because of popularity or something, maybe they're going to try and squeeze a little bit more money out of it. And from what I understand, it seem, I, I think it's seven and eight are supposed to be sort of like one big kind of super season, so to speak, or one big story arc. Um, we're So I think season eight, I don't know if it started already. Um, and that may be one. Usually what we do is we wait until it comes out on uh, on discs with Netflix. But what we may do is we may end up going ahead and buying the buying the season through maybe through Amazon or something like that. I don't know. It depends on how much it's going to be. And it depends on um, what we're going to do next month is we're going to pare down our cable. I'm going to still keep it, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to go from the high package that we're paying now down to like one of the minimum packages and kind of see what we get and how we like it. And, and if, and if it uh, at that point, we'll determine whether we you know, shut it off altogether, uh, or not. The, the one thing that I want is I, I like to have in that DVR and I've got a bunch of shows on there and we've got like tons and tons of kid movies and stuff for, for my daughter. A lot of times they'll do the preview weekend previews and they play tons of kids stuff. So I've got tons of that and I don't want to have those things go away. Um, let's see. Oh, getting back to the TV stuff. I think, I don't know if I talked about it last time. I don't know if we had gotten it by then or not. There's a, 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 British, a British show called In the Flesh. And if I talked about it, you know, forgive me. I'll talk about it again. I, it's, it's got three episodes and we bought it like for the HD streaming of it from Amazon for like eight or nine dollars. 
the premise behind the show is that there has been a the dead have risen from the grave and are feasting on the living and that happened in the show like five years ago or something like that five six years ago they have since been able to come up with a, a serum or a drug that they can give to probably 98% of the of the zombies that will restore them to mental functions. However, any injuries or anything like that that they had still stays with them. They don't they don't kind of heal up or anything like that and they're not necessarily alive uh in in the way that the traditional sense, I guess. Um and it takes in the the story is kind of like the reintegration of these people coming back, and the story focuses on kind of a small rural community where when the outbreak was happening, the government was overwhelmed, and they a lot of these the smaller communities were basically left on their own and what happened is you would have a thing called the they called it the uh, HVF, which was the Human Volunteer Force, and they basically were the protection of that community. And they, it's funny, people in there, some of them have guns. I don't know where they would have gotten the guns from because uh, in the UK you can't really own, it's very, very difficult to own guns. They just kind of gloss over that. They don't really talk about that. Uh, and also, since the, the uprising is up, you would think that the government would come in and confiscate all the weapons. Now, again, it's a rural community. Most of the guns that they show people having are shotguns, although people do have uh, some rifles, and they do also have some handguns, which I know is kind of foreboding over there. But anyway, let's not get too far down that rabbit hole. The show is really good. Um, each episode is a, a pro- almost an hour, just short of 60 minutes. Um, and we've gotten the first season, and then when it comes out again, uh, we'll probably go ahead and buy that as well. Um, a movie that was that I just finished up watching. I would I would recommend it with the caveat that a lot of it isn't that great, which was the ABCs of Death that's on Netflix streaming. There were quite a few of them. What that was is they had like, for each letter of the alphabet, they were going to have a little uh, vignette. And they were going to be done by different uh, directors and stuff like that. So some of them were quite good. Some of them were very clever. Some of them kind of pushed it a little bit. And you could tell that maybe their letter, it wasn't going to be so easy. Uh to do something so they did kind of a twist they tried to do like a clever twist sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't uh, i thought there were again uh, the the first one i thought was very interesting um, there was also some ones that were done by uh, directors from japan or directors from uh, where the word that they would use maybe in japanese or how well not in japanese because they use the kanji but the um, how we would spell it out in English would would be a, 
the, the word would start with like an S or the word would start with a Y or, you know, however, however it was going to work. And so it actually fit uh, because it would be their word, how they spell it, how it would be spelled in, in English in English letters. So anyway, it was a good, it was pretty good. I was, like I said, there's, there's some that are going to be winners, some that are going to be kind of losers. And I'm trying to think of um, another movie that I saw that was pretty good. Uh, we went and saw Man of Steel. It was pretty good. There were some things about it that I didn't like, and I think I may have even talked about that before. Um, oh, <laughs> we had a we had a chance to go to the movies, and it kind of you know popped up on us. So we were a little bit constrained as far as time and when we could go and stuff like that. So we had the choice of either seeing White House Down. Or this is the end. White House Down is kind of an action movie with uh, Jamie Foxx and what's his name? Tatum, Channing, Channing Tatum is that it? I think anyway. Where he's kind of like a secret, a secret service agent and he has to protect Jamie Foxx who's a president. So it's an actiony thing. Blah blah blah. The other choice we had was this is the end, and it was supposed to be kind of a campy, tongue in cheek. Movie starring like Seth Green, um, James Franco, Danny McBride, uh, Jonah Hill, all these guys, and the the kind of the twist is it is they're playing themselves, so it's sort of uh, kind of tongue in cheek, and they're making fun of themselves and kind of being douchey and all this other stuff. But but I really liked it. Now this is not a movie. This is definitely a guy movie. It's definitely guy humor. Um, my wife liked liked it and liked parts of it, but she didn't like it as much as I did. Having said that, this is not a uh, an Academy Award winning movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just fun. And if you're in the mood for a fun movie, I'd say go see it. I wouldn't pay full price for it. Uh, I would wait till maybe it came to Redbox or maybe it came to uh, where you could maybe get it through Netflix or something like that if you've got that service. Um, books I'm reading. I kind of took a break from Game of Thrones, and I'm on the last book, and I've got that on my Kindle. I've got it through the library. Uh, so I'm I'm at the point now where I I had read so many of them and kind of read them back to back to back to back, and they're such big giant novels and everything. Plus, with watching them on on uh, through the discs that we got through Netflix. I kind of got a little bit of Game of Thrones overload a little bit. And so I took a break. But now I'm ready to go back and jump into, into uh, I think it's book five. So supposedly there's going to be two more books. And I can't wait for those to come out. Um, there was also, I think, by him, by, what's his name, George R. R. Martin. I think he's got some... I want to say there's some vampire books by him that I'm going to try and check out, uh, but I'm going to wait and I'll, I'll I'll jump into that after I finish off this this latest Game of Thrones book. So anyway, I like his writing style. I like how he writes. Uh, some people have leveled, leveled some criticisms of the last few novels of that there's a lot of fluff and there's this. I didn't really necessarily find that to be the case. Um, I can see that a little bit. But when you're kind of 
painting on such a big canvas, you know, maybe there is going to be a little bit of fluff here and there. Anyway, uh, I think that is going to do it, and I'm going to wrap it up for today, and I will talk to you guys next time. Take care, my monkeys. He's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it. Oh,